We hear your feedback. Starting today, we'll be giving all the dinosaurs longer, fluffier eyelashes so they look better in photos. Aww. And then there's a picture underneath it with a little dinosaur painting their toes pink. Going easy, breezy, beautiful, clever girl. But it's clever a girl or cover girl? Clever girl. It's oh. a velociraptor, so they're like, ooh, smart oh, dinosaur. She... Oh, she intelligent. Mm-hmm. I am that one lash that you always lose at the end of the night, Carly. And I'm the matted wig in the back of your closet, Ashley Medeiros. And this is Perpetually Single. I almost hit the finish record button on accident. Oh my god. That would have been very, very shortest episode yet. Yeah. Goodbye. Adios. Well, speaking of bleeding. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of blood dispersing. (laughs) Under skin or not under skin. Today we are talking about periods and birth control. Yeah, yeet. Because somehow... Well, no, uh, for very obvious reasons, it's become a taboo topic. Misogyny. Exactly. And <laughs> men just thinking be. women are girls for the past ever. Ever. Yeah, for, so, for the past ever. <laughs> for the past ever. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I saw a tweet or a post on Instagram when I was trying to find a topic. <laughs> and. It was teaching. It was about teaching young boys not to be grossed out about menstruation. Oh, from the dough. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally was gonna read that article, and then my Wi-Fi went out. <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> um, but I saw it, and I was like, "That's." I think would be very beneficial, like, kind of in the same sense of treating boys not to be predatory mm-hmm. um, when they're younger, so that mm-hmm. it's more prevalent. Not prevalent, but more understood when they grow up because, like, as a woman, I learned about periods in fifth grade. That's when we first had our sit down talk of being like, hey, you're gonna start menstruating soon. Unfortunately for me, I had already started by the time we had that conversation. So the first time I got my period was a fucking nightmare because I thought I was dying. Shit, I forgot that you hit puberty really young really fucking early how old are you when you're in fifth grade um i think like nine ten (gasps) what the fuck yeah i can tell the story of my first period because it's why not i mean hey we're talking about it (laughs) it's the theme of this week yeah no carly that's gross (laughs) (laughs) get lost with that bullshit um but because it was a wild time, I didn't, once again, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. I had no idea that periods were even a thing. Um, so I woke up Christmas morning. <laughs> I went downstairs. Santa gave you a different kind of gift that year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Opened all of my presents. At once Santa got open the ones that my parents gave me. Right after I opened up all my presents, I was like, I have to pee. So, as you do, you go to the bathroom, and I peed. And I went to go wipe, and I did so, and all of it was just covered in bright red blood. And I screamed. Like, I, like, full-on 
panic screamed and mm-hmm. I screamed for my mom and I was like mom I'm bleeding we have to go to the hospital I'm gonna die I was like I'm sorry that it's Christmas that I'm dying but I'm gonna die I'm sorry that it's Christmas and I'm dying <laughs> I was like today's my day mom I love you I apologize go. for dying on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> but... I was like, not only is it Christmas, but it's grandma's birthday and I'm dying. Oh, jinkies. Yeah, so my grandma's born on Christmas and I was like, fuck, I'm going to die and she's not even here. <laughs> They're on their way. They're literally on their way to, Ari- to Illinois from Arizona. And I was like, I'm not going to see her before she gets here. <laughs> I, and my mom's like, you're happy it's like you know you're not dying you got your period and I was like I don't know what that is so obviously it doesn't exist I'm dying mom we have to go to the hospital <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like I'm freaking out why aren't you freaking out yeah and so then she had to tell me about it and I was like are you sure I'm just not internally bleeding are you positive <laughs> you um, really were set on the death I thing. was really set on I was like I was like I because I didn't believe I was like today's gonna be my last fucking day on earth <laughs> i was like i have all these christmas presents and for what <laughs> wait so how old was your do you know how old your mom was when she got her period she was she also developed early she was i think in sixth grade so she wasn't i just happened to be a year before her kind of surprised she didn't tell you when you were younger or like around then if she knew yeah because you know. like like I just really 10. didn't think that it was going to happen. Or, like, I don't know if maybe her mom only told her when it happened for her. So I really don't know, like, if maybe she just thought, like, oh, to wait. Yeah. Or. I mean, it, it is a taboo topic, so, like. It is. And, like, it's time. hard to bring it up with your child because they're so young. Yeah. And, like, usually, well, I mean, like, beforehand, mm-hmm. like, kids would, like, or women would get their periods when they're, like more teenager years like 12 or 13 which is a lot different than trying to tell a nine-year-old why they're bleeding yeah from their no-no uh-huh. square yeah from <laughs> the very sensitive or like very taboo area as well yeah and so it's just kind of that was my christmas morning that day and unfortunately <laughs> right after i discovered that I've gotten my first period. My mom gave me a pad. And she was like this is what a pad is. And she's like eventually you'll move on to tampons. But not right now. And then, yeah. And then I got hit with a wave of period cramps. And I mean like I was in bed. For the rest of the day. Oh. And my mom was like we have family over. Come say hi. And I was like no. <laughs> I also could, like, couldn't swallow pills. I just really mm-hmm fighting it no with no help i had a i had a heating pad and movies that was Damn. that was my line of defense do you hear that music no okay good alex is playing and he's taking a shower and ah. he's playing music which also alex it's almost 10 p.m that's really disrespectful mom i have to go to bed at nine oh. you're you have other you have your roommates to think about Sure they are. He also takes, if he takes a shower early in the morning, he also plays music fucking loud. Annoying. Rude. 
But the good thing is, none of my siblings listen to this podcast, so I can talk as much shit about them as I want. True. <laughs> They'll never know. True. I found out my dad did not listen to this podcast, and I was very thankful. And I told him what it was about, and he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I don't want to listen to that. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, cool. We have to censor a lot more. I'd be like, you cannot listen to this episode or this one or that one. Yeah, because I was going to tell him. I was like, if I was, because I told him the other day, I was like, yeah, we have a podcast. And he's like, oh, that's dope. What is it about? I was like, dating. He's like, oh. Goodbye. Yeah, he's like, I'll support you from afar. Yeah. <laughs> I'll support you, but I won't listen. And I was like, please don't. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, sounds like a plan. Yeah. I'll, I was like, you know about it. Why do I won't do anything about it? <laughs> yeah. Guess how old I was when I got my period. I remember you telling me, weren't you like 16? Close. 15. Yeah, I was 15. Lucky. So fucking lucky. I was like, I remember being like on my birthday when I fit, when I turned 15 and being like, holy shit, if I don't get my period this year, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I read in like the Care and Keeping of You or whatever, I think it was that book that like mm-hmm. you have to, if you haven't gotten your period around, 16 like you should go to your gynecologist or like physician or whatever because mm-hmm. it could have like an issue mm-hmm. no yeah. I got it I got I was at school and um my freshman year and it was the first day that I wore leggings to school oh boy and I remember I actually it was the first day I wore leggings to school without a shirt that like was no it was the yeah it was the first day I wore leggings to school without a shirt that covered my butt I remember being like, ooh, I'm a rule breaker because <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me wear, like, leggings at that time if I didn't have something to cover my butt. But I would just do it anyway. I'd just tie a shirt around my waist and take it off in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, like, going to the bathroom and the library and being like, oh, my God, I just started my period. Because I was 15, I already knew about it. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you had the luxury <laughs> of knowledge. Yeah, yeah I and, and I already have – and you also – we're screwed because not only are you the eldest child, you're also the only child. So. Yeah, so no one was there to like give me a mm-hmm. heads up. I saw, I heard and saw Megan and Katie like go through it, so mm-hmm. I already like knew the very bare minimum that everyone that I pretty much pretty everyone knows about periods, unless they have like really in depth parents that are generous with yeah. important knowledge like health care. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was at school and I remember like. Going back and be like, "Fuck, I'm, I have my period," and hoping that I had something in my backpack because, which I, very luckily I did, because it was used to be it was Katie's old backpack, and she just she'd put a bunch of products in the backpack because if I hadn't used her backpack, I wouldn't have had anything. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I think about that all the time. Like, what would I have done if I didn't have that stuff already in there? Because I would not have thought about going to the nurse to get anything. Like, I would have been so embarrassed to go to the nurse. I wouldn't even. I didn't even. I didn't go to the nurse until I was a senior in high school oh man I was at the nurse's office all the time I didn't because... know we had a nurse's office oh my god <laughs> <laughs> how was I supposed to know Carly they don't put that in the welcome packet <laughs> like, no they didn't tell you there's a nurse no <laughs> then they're like this is the nurse's office well you know where it's at I maybe I found out earlier than that but I didn't go to the nurse's office for a for a long time and legitimately did not know there was one there until like mm-hmm much longer than i should have not i mean that's something you should know like right away right like absolutely I, that should I be like, was on like a tour if i get i didn't t- you think i took a tour 
Well, I mean, we in high school we had like seniors that were tour a good freshman tour when they were um registrate or register for school. So they show no. you like where your locker was, like walk you around, be like, this is where most of your classes are. But I well, also the- went to a high school of two thousand kids. It's kind of necessary. Did not. And also the middle schoolers are in the same building as high school. Yeah, see, ours <laughs> is in a different building. Yeah, they're in the top floor. So, like, they pretty much know how everything is. Yeah, they know where to go. You have one floor. Yeah. Because we went from um, having a two-story building to a four-story building. Yeah. Can't relate. <laughs> um, I went from being in a house to being <laughs> in a gigantic building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I I would not I think about it all the time like well what I've done I probably would have talked like asked friends for some help or some yeah. stuff but um luckily I had all that stuff in there but yeah crazy times crazy times because yeah, I know like when period so young I always had stuff on me especially because my period was so irregular mm-hmm. like I. There was never, I think, two months where I had a consistent period. Like, two months of, of being consistent was like, whoa, wow, this is, yeah. And then, yeah. so I, I never knew I was getting my period. So I had period, like, pads and tampons on me all the time. I would never went anywhere without them because I just never knew. Keep them like, the fucking days, thing. I, mm-hmm, there was not, like, even during the time of days, like, the time of day I would get my period would be different. Like, there'd be times I'd get it in the middle of the night, and then there'd be times, like, I'd get it, like, at 2.52 p.m., you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was that friend that always had something. So I was the go-to. I literally had, like, a little convenience shop in my backpack. I mean, oh, yeah. I had, like, um, I had tampons, panty liners, different types of pads, depending on how much you were bleeding. I had light ones, heavy ones, medium ones, ones with wings, one without wings. I had um, Tylenol, ibuprofen, the works. Damn. Also band-aids. I, yeah. I keep, yeah, I keep pe- um, pads and panty liners and tampons on me. I have them. Some of my backpack that's right next to me. I have some of my fanny pack. Mm-hmm. I, have, I used to have some of my car, but I actually took those out before I got a new car. I think so. I can't remember. I used to have a lot of shit in my car. I think my first aid kit has, has some. Mm-hmm. yeah which i honestly should probably put some back in my car because that's a good idea to have those on there but Thank like you. i i had something i was gonna say but i completely for- oh um like i i don't know a bunch of science behind it because i'm not a scientist i have a theater degree um <laughs> but i'm pretty like you're it takes a really long time to get regular in general i think mm-hmm. and especially like for me at least mine my period changes has not been consistent pretty much since I got it because one I was 15 when I got it and you're still developing and so that's it's gonna vary and change and then I've just have for the last like few years have been on different versions of birth control to bring that side of the of the combo in (laughs) yeah that that affected as well like I was on the pill I got on the pill when I was 18 and then did that for a few months, got off it because I got really, really depressed on it. And it was just not good for my mental health. And then tried, then 
waited a few more months and got back on it again and it was like that was horrible let's why not write it again (laughs) um and then a few months after getting off the pill for the second time i got a the copper iud the paragard and then literally like i just a few months ago like four months ago got rid of the paragard and put a the lolita in which is the hormonal iud so it's like my body hasn't really been able to fully adapt and change because and like figure itself out because i've been like trying a different cocktail of birth control medication for the past three years yeah three or four Hmm. years which is crazy like i mean it's regulated now but the I don't know how long it, the, so the Lolita can take anywhere between three to six months for your body to regulate. And the Paragard can take up to two years to, to regulate. And I got my change just under the two year mark. Cause like I have been getting my period for over a decade. Mm-hmm. And the only, and the only time my period has been regular was when I started birth control. So mm-hmm. even for over a decade, my body had absolutely no regularity Yeah, with my periods. Like there's times where I'd get my period for almost two weeks and then three mm-hmm. days later would get it again. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was one time I had it and I was in like freshman year of mm-hmm. high school. I had it for two weeks. I had just gotten off of it, had um, three days and got my another week long period mm-hmm. and then the next month like uh, like literally like three weeks later got my period again and I didn't have mm-hmm. my period for two weeks for two months then got it and then had like half a period then got it again so like I had absolutely no regularity like of length how much I was bleeding yeah. um, like what time of month it was it's so, how, like, yeah and I, that was until my sophomore year of college when I started taking birth control and I started my period in fifth grade. So like my body cannot regulate my period whatsoever. Yeah. And like I have to have extra estrogen. I have to take a higher, a birth control. I take the pill. So I have to take a pill with a higher estrogen level to continue to regulate it. Cause my first birth control didn't have enough estrogen to regulate it either. Cause I was constantly Mm -hmm. spotting. So I'd get my the full period a week later, it would start spotting for a week and then have a period spot period. So, like, I was yeah. constantly bleeding. And it wasn't until You've I got there. a birth control or a pill that had a higher estrogen dose that now I'm finally regulated. And it's actually yeah. super nice. Which is why ugh, it makes me, like, talking about health in general just makes me so fucking infuriated at, like, patriarchy and sexism mm-hmm. because it's, like, these are our fucking bodies. Like, this is our fucking health. And it's not research. Like, there is so much more research on Viagra and hair plugs than there is in period health. Mm-hmm. Like, more than half of the fucking world's population deals with a fucking period. And it's, we still don't have very good research about it. Like, what the heck? And it's crazy to think, like, just how different every person's body is. Like, you have to have a higher level of estrogen in your birth control to help you. And I can't have any estrogen in my birth control or else I my mental health suffers drastically. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just absolutely crazy. 
And these, I mean, like there are things that you can research, but the thing is we shouldn't have to do a graduate student level of research to be able to know basic things about our body. But there isn't, the research isn't out there for people to readily know half the time. And it's difficult. Like it's not common knowledge. Like you should be able to call up your gynecologist and, or even your fucking regular physician and just say like, Hey, I want to talk about this. And for them to be able to not only know how to help you and, but also give you the straight up truth because sometimes people don't fucking do that. Like there is so much sexism in medicine Mm -hmm. that women and people with vaginas and uteruses are so often given incorrect information or things that like really aren't helpful or just told that they need to fucking take a bath and drink a glass of red wine. Like Mm -hmm. you can, if any, if, Oh my God, I'm so glad no one has ever told me that because I don't, I think I would just go off. Like, I think I would just fucking go off. Cause like, it's frustrating when I never knew that. And I also deal dealt with like really bad period cramps every time Mm -hmm. I got my period, Mm -hmm. like to the point, like I would literally have to like force myself to sleep just to be okay. Yeah. Like I would take, obscene amount of over-the-counter painkillers and have it do absolutely nothing like there was one time i took six at once yeah and didn't work at all and that's another thing that's another fucking thing the most common medication that people who get period cramps are told to take is tylenol or ibuprofen and if you take too much of that you can literally cause liver fucking failure because you're not supposed to take too much in a lifetime and that is the number one recommended use to help us with period cramps that's Mm -hmm. bullshit i should not be destroying my body because of something that if you fucking researched how to deal with cramps and how to deal with people with uteruses then you would actually know how to do this in a better way and give us medication that actually fucking help instead of causing us to put our other organs into da- into like harm's way because mm-hmm. like, like, I would have my to grandmother like... literally died from liver failure mm-hmm. like a decade of my life i would have to take like two ibuprofen every three and a half mm-hmm. hours that way the new ibuprofen will kick in by the time the old one or the ones i had previously taken worn out and I'd have to do that for three days at a time. And you're not supposed that to do that. That wrecks your body. It does. And like, it, like, I did that for years because that was the only way that I could get through school. Like, there'd be times, yeah. like, I'd literally have to tell my teacher, like, can I sit on the floor? I'm in so much pain that I can't sit in a normal chair. And not only, if that like, doesn't. Like, I can't focus in class. Like, we yeah. were supposed to do, like, a practice essay. And I couldn't participate. I'm like, I'm sorry. I really want to do this because I want to get better at writing essays for my but mm-hmm. I can't, I can't focus. Like, I'm literally on the verge of tears trying to figure out a position to sit in without to rip my own organs out. So I'm like, I, I can't do this. I'm Which like, is why, ugh, oh my God, I can literally, like, I'm honestly sitting here and I'm getting kind of hot from, like, being so <laughs> angry because, like, people don't realize when, say, they, when, when I'm going to generalize here. And I'm also sitting up because I'm so angry that I need to use my hands <laughs> to talk. <laughs> but so I know we are. So audience, sh- you know what? Shut the fuck up and listen. I know to we're predominantly male. So just yeah. sh- sit so down just, and listen. You don't have anything. You cannot. You If you don't experience this, you don't have any room to fucking stand. So this is an episode where you're just going to have to listen. <laughs> um, but when people, men, say, take an ibuprofen, get over it. 
you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rip your nutsack off because no, I can't. I can't just take an ibuprofen because one, if I take too many, then I can like fucking kill myself on accident mm-hmm. because you can't take that much. I could damage my organs long term by taking too much ibuprofen or, ta- or it's ibuprofen. I think that's the main um, culprit. Uh, for two, you can damage yourself long term by that way. And also, sometimes it doesn't even fucking work. Like, I like Carly. I have also had horrible, horrible cramps. I've had cramps so bad that I have to leave work, that I'm unable to move, that I literally sit there clutching a hot pad. So much pain. I've had cramps so bad that I have to curl up and, like, and all I can do is just clench every muscle in my body until it goes away to, like, until the cramp subsides to like try and alleviate some of the pain. And no matter how much ibuprofen or Midol or Tylenol or whatever I took, it doesn't, it doesn't do shit because I've built up too much of a resistance to it. And also ibuprofen just doesn't like when you take it like every single day for seven days straight, 12 months out of the year, your body mm-hmm. develops a resistance towards it. Like it builds, it builds like itself only- up. Like, you're not taking it once a day. You're taking it multiple times a day on yeah. top of that. It's, like, that every four hours. Like, because no pain medication lasts every mm-hmm. eight hours. Like, so I say so, it doesn't. It, by not, by there not being good research and information on how to deal with periods and how to help with period cramps, women and girls and, or anyone who experiences a period is put at a, a massive disadvantage because if you have periods cramps so bad that you have to leave school because you can't or leave work because you cannot focus on what you're doing because it hurts so bad, then you're getting a worse education because you're not there for reviews. You're not there for mm-hmm. classrooms. You're not there to study. That's you're not, not able to. Education. Yeah, it's not an equal edu- education. You're not able to interact with the, with the teacher or with the material as someone who doesn't have to go home can. Or if you're, mm-hmm. work, if you're at work and you have to take like say – your period is seven days long every month. It comes every month and it's a week long. And the first three days, the cramps are really, really bad that you're unable to focus and you have to leave work. So you're leaving for at least three days every month out of work. And I, I'm really bad at math and I don't think I said that correctly. But like basically, if you don't, you only have a certain amount of pay time off and sick mm-hmm. days. So if you have to like ask off every month, three days at a time, then you're not really using you can't use your i'm sorry i heard a noise and it um distracted me but you're basically not able to use your sick days or your pay time off anymore which means that you're asking you're taking you're leaving work and you're not getting paid for that so you're mm-hmm. making less money where people who experience people who have periods just are automatically put at a disadvantage because we don't have things that actually help us for the most part. Exactly. And it's also, ridiculous. Like, we're not told the actual things that do help us. Like, the one of the reasons, like, I don't deal with such serious period cramps now is because I'm on birth control. But I didn't know that was an option until mm-hmm. I was 19. Yeah. Like, that wasn't ever an option because no one told me I was allowed to take birth control for um, period cramps and regulating my period. Like, that's why I dealt with having like such irregular periods the first time I went to a gynecologist because my mom was like oh you know you're 19 now um you should go see a gynecologist so so I did and I told she asked me about my period and she was like do you have a regular period and I told her no and she was like so then she's like okay well that's she's like when did you start getting your period I was like 10 years ago (laughs) and she's like that's not 
that's not right. That's suspicious. And she's like, that's not good. And I yeah. was like, okay. And then she's like, do you get pain with your period? And I was like, yeah, I get really bad pain. And I told her, I was like, what I do to deal with it. And she looked at me and she's like, and you've never taken birth control before for this? And I was like, no, I didn't know that was an option. She And then she literally scheduled me for an ultrasound. She's like, I... She was, like, very convinced that I had um, PCOS? endometriosis oh, endometriosis. Okay. because of the pain that I was in. She was like, are you sure you don't have endometriosis? I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, I thought I had endometriosis for a while, too. Same. And but... I got an ultrasound for it. I also, um, and my dad was like, you never took this. Like, why didn't you consider this before? I'm like, because no one fucking told me. Yeah. I was like, also, you guys made it sound so tab- like taboo like, in society. Makes it so taboo that it doesn't seem like an option. Can't talk about it. No, and also, like, there's... In certain states, like, are... Depending on what kind of government party is in charge of your state, makes it incredibly difficult to even learn about it. As well as, like, makes it so... Mm-hmm. Like, puts their religious belief down your throat and that you can't access it. Or, like... If you come from a really, if you come from a religious family, like I grew up in a very Mm -hmm. religious family and in my parents' eyes, birth control isn't used for helping with periods of it's, it's to prevent pregnancy and Mm -hmm. having premarital sex, which like, yeah, in part, but also it's can be really useful to stop cramps. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, when I, I honestly, I can't really remember what my periods were like when I was on the pill. Um, Cause all I can really remember is how dark every single day felt and not like light wise, but like depression wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but when I, that, cause when I got the copper IUD, I got it specifically cause it had, didn't have any hormones in it. And I was like, I don't want anything hormonal. And I was getting it purely to be able to prevent like unwanted pregnancies because at that point I was like you know what I don't give a shit like I just don't want to get pregnant and all because my periods weren't horrible so they weren't amazing but they weren't horrible and so I was mm-hmm. like I can deal with that um but then it turns out it made them even more worse mm-hmm. um like I before I got on anything I didn't have like too bad of cramps every now and then but there were some time like I remember the first time I got a really, really bad cramp, I was sitting in the first, um, what's that called? I'm trying to think of it. It's like the row. Yeah, that's what it is. The first row uh, for like a, a student assembly. And all of a sudden, I just felt like my abdomen contracted like really, really painfully. And I was like, ooh. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. <laughs> and then five minutes after it started, we had to go upstairs back to our classrooms and I like had to, it was like just like hobbling up like out of the auditorium and up the stairs because my cramps hurt so bad and I remember just sitting on the cold plastic seat in my English class just like with my legs crossed and just like squeezing my ass because my body hurt so bad from cramps and then Mm -hmm. I was like "Ooh, this is actually the absolute worst (laughs) um but those were like came very far and few in between before I got on before I got the IU my paraguard, mm-hmm. um, so I was like it probably won't be that bad. And boy was I wrong. Did you it have was bad period worse. cramps before you took the pill? 
that yeah that time that time was in the auditorium was when i was in high school so before i was on any birth control okay yeah i wasn't sure if maybe like the paragraph was something that like kind of almost like prompted um your period cramps no i would get bad i would get bad cramps every now and then and i Mm -hmm. would usually get a little bit of cramping but like nowhere near the level of what I got with the Paragard that I can remember and it could also just be because the pain was so bad with the Paragard Mm -hmm. that I can't remember how bad the pain was before it but because it's also been like it's been a long time it's been eight years since Mm -hmm. mine started and it's been when I got the Paragard I was 20 okay that was five years so I, I don't I don't really remember, but the cramps I got when I on the, was on the Paragard were so bad that, like, it – like, you've seen me. You saw me in the house sometimes just laying on the floor, like, mm-hmm. my eyes squeezed shut because it hurt so bad. Have you, or was that when I was in my room alone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've um, seen you a couple times. Yeah, because they just get really, really bad. But I decided to change my IOD this summer – when I had to leave work two weeks in a not two weeks in a row because I didn't have a period for that long when I had to work leave work two times or two like separate period cycles in a row because of how mm-hmm. I could not like I was nannying and my cramps were just so bad I was like I legitimately cannot focus on anything but the pain right now mm-hmm. and I'm working with kids and I have both of the kids and they don't understand that like they can't jump on me right now because they're children and all they want to do is play with me and yeah and they don't and I it's also not safe for me to not be able to focus on them to not be able to help them in times of need but Mm -hmm. I literally was like I was like I can't I can't move fast enough so if they're in danger I don't know I don't couldn't trust that I'd be able to get there quick enough Mm -hmm. because I was like I could barely walk so I just was like I'm so sorry but I have to I need to go home because I can't move and my boss is the best person in the entire world and she was like oh yeah of course so then I I I called my gynecologist that week aka I called Planned Parenthood and was like hello I would like to change my birth control oh but what I was talking what I was I meant to talk about before about like being growing up religious like I didn't did I even talk about what was I staying with that um, I, yeah, I, like, similar to you, didn't know the birth control was an option for period cramp or like period health and mm-hmm. not just like to prevent sex. pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Not just for sex. And I also like wasn't informed of all of my options because the, I went to my mom's gynecologist and he, he, That's yes, the first a male. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I was, I was young and I didn't know. I was 18 mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. and like was really uncomfortable with the whole topic in the first place. Didn't really know, mm-hmm. didn't know much about it and didn't feel comfortable talking about it with my mom, but also didn't feel comfortable. Like tr- I didn't, was like, I don't know how to research like what a good gynecologist is and stuff. And I didn't, and I really didn't like her nurse practitioner. So I was actually talking to the gynecologist who like delivered me and Lauren Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Megan and Katie, I don't remember. Um, cause they were both born in the States, but James was born in Russia. Uh, oh, I'm trying to move my legs. Um, but he, re- I don't know if he still does, pardon me. Um, but he at the time refused to put in IUDs cause he considered them abortive, oh um, which are, they're literally not, they're literally not. 
Um, do you know why? Because for them to be abortive, you'd have to, the egg would have to be implanted in the uterus. I'm like 99% sure. And it, and the IOD being there prevents the egg from like even dropping down Mm -hmm. and staying there. Yeah. If we have any gynecologists, please, uh, correct us. Um, (laughs) Um, but also what I know about birth control is that it makes your period, your uterine lining super thin so that Mm -hmm. even if an egg were to stick to it, it cannot survive off of it. Yeah. Because it doesn't have the nutrients or the, um, support that it, to actually fertilize. So yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's preventative, not. Yeah. I, hang on, I'm going to look through that because my computer's up right now, but I'm, like, pretty sure fertili- fertilized egg does not automatically equate, like, fetus. I don't think so. Because it has to stick and it has to stay in the uterus to start to do the thing. Let me figure out how to word this question. Okay, let's see. Implantation is when a fertilized egg or blastocyst has attached to the li- lining of the uterine wall. It marks the beginning of pregnancy. So okay. what I'm hearing, if it doesn't stick to the uterine wall and it doesn't mark pregnancy? Yes. That doesn't tell me. It just says that you're pregnant. But, like, again, also, at that point, it's literally just, like, the barest clump of cells. Yeah, it's literally an egg or... Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any development in their heart, like, anything. It's literally the basic form of an egg that's just starting to stick. So, like, it's really... It's not... Yeah. It's not a fetus, in my opinion. Yeah. (sighs) But also one thing that I wasn't sure if I wanted to talk about this, but I, even though we have like what four <laughs> to six regular listeners, mm-hmm. who pretty sure we all know them, <laughs> but um, maybe like you never know, this might help someone else. Mm-hmm. But one thing that like what I have struggled with and still do struggle with is like feeling like I always feel very uncomfortable during my period because. Mm-hmm. Like, one, I've been made to feel that way because of society. So, fuck you, society. Um, but also because I'm trying to figure out how to, how to, like, bring it, bring this up. But, like, it's just it's just a really taboo topic in general. And mm-hmm. everything around it is stigmatized from, like, how often you bleed, what kind of, like, period symptoms do you get? Like, how mm-hmm. PMSy are you? Like oh, well, like thing pisses all me the, off. seriously, like the whole all the fucking jokes, like oh you're such a bitch when you're in your period, like oh my god you're such a bitch, are you bleeding? Like just so you know, yeah, I hate um, that way. when like, people are on their periods, the yeah, when people are on their periods, their levels of testosterone are actually higher and more closely resemble that to someone who is like who is typically considered a man, um, and our estrogen levels are lower. So fuck you and eat a dick um and like and then there's stigma stigma around like what kind of period products you use like do you use Mm -hmm. a diva cup which is like a really big thing now yeah use tampons do you use like pads and that was like my period for me was was really really difficult in high school because i pretty much exclusively used pads and i'm Mm -hmm. going to explain why and this is going to get very tmi so if you don't you should listen to it anyway and just feel very special that I'm sharing this with you. <laughs> but basically, I physically could not use a tampon for four years um, of my period health because 
I had an overgrown hymen, which meant that like my hole was there was too much like <laughs> are you laughing at that no oh okay I can't our FaceTime call timed out because my wi-fi is ass so I can't I literally can't see you and it's very disconcerting I'm just like looking at different things in my room <laughs> I know I'm like what do I do now yeah um anyway uh like I had an overgrown hymen so I it's really hard to like not to to just use words to describe this instead of like pictures that's what I usually mm-hmm. do but it's just like I had a very small entry point we'll just say it that way <laughs> very small entry point and surrounding the entry point was just like a very very sensitive and so like pretty much anything going up there hurt like the dickens like it hurt so fucking bad and I and I attempted to use tampons for years like consistently like I looked up videos like how to like not videos that's I looked up like how to how to put one in like stuff like that like what am I doing something wrong like it it hurts really bad like it doesn't should it hurt and things like that but like nothing really had an answer and I just like I felt like the problem was with me and my and I had an issue with like putting anything in so I was really embarrassed to to say anything to anyone because I thought that I was the one who was fucking up like I was the one who was stupid and didn't know and didn't know how uh, the good way to like the right way to be a, a girl the right way to deal with a period so it was really it was just really embarrassing and I was really ashamed of it for mm-hmm. a really long time and um I just remember like sobbing because it hurt so badly to put it, a tampon in or and take it out and then just like being really embarrassed and like everyone shits on pads all the time and like I get it they're not fun like it does kind of feel like you're wearing a diaper and you and you do feel gross but like I legitimately like had to wear one mm-hmm. and so because I couldn't I could not wear anything else without excruciating pain um and I just like would whenever I was on my period I would go I would never change anything in like a public restroom with like multiple stalls unless I was completely alone Mm -hmm. and I would literally wait until every single person had left and there was like a lull before like doing anything or just like wait until everyone had left and then do it really quite fast until someone came in or I would go to like a single bathroom because I didn't want anyone to hear and be like oh are you wearing a, a pad like whenever I was on my period I would always wear like really bulky clothing so that just in case I didn't want people to to guess or like see anything Mm -hmm. um and it was just like it was really a soccer season was especially difficult because like you're in a locker room with everyone and people and like there were a few times when I didn't when I when it caught me unawares and I didn't have anything with me and then I was too embarrassed to ask for a pad because I didn't want to be made fun of and I would have to use a tampon and like endure the pain of putting one in and then having to take one out like a a few hours later mm-hmm. and it just was like horrible and then I finally told someone when I was 18 19 and went to a doctor about it and this is and this is why I refused to see my mom's nurse practitioner who is female because she I after I told her about all the pain that I went through she was like well you could have surgery but it's really invasive and I don't recommend it so you instead could continue to 
use tampons until it no longer hurts. Or you could buy these things called dilators, which oh basically goodness. look like um, they're used for a bunch of different, they use sort of vaginismus. Um, and I think they're also used for endometriosis as well, but they look like, they look like dildos basically like um, they, okay. They don't look like a, a, a dick, but they are long <laughs> and they're Do like, they almost look like, um, what are they called? A vibrator. They kind of look like vibrators. Oh. Um, yeah, they look kind of look like vibrators. They're just like straight and they've like come to like a little bit of a point. Look them up afterwards. It's really hard. You can look it up right now. I don't care. Um, but they come in different sizes. They go start from really small and they get up a lot bigger. So it's supposed to help like train your vagina to get used to things being in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, you could do that to, to stretch it out, which these are also, these are both terrible things because one, they result, they like involve me having to put myself through pain consistently to get over like things damaging to the tissue that's there yeah uh well if you cut it away it's like kind of the same thing i guess so i don't know if that it's just it's kind of like a lot of people a lot of people break their hymens when they're like kids because mm-hmm. you're really act like you're really active so you can like from riding a horse from playing soccer from climbing a literally tree bike, from like, like literally anything yeah seriously literally anything and but I just didn't for some reason, even though it wasn't like I was an active kid. I wasn't I was not an active kid. I was an active kid. It just didn't happen. Like I just had too much. Um, but it in, involves me having to put myself through like pain a lot, like inconsistently. Mm-hmm. Like if you're saying, Oh, use a tampon until it no longer hurts, that means like that could be in two months, that could be in six years, that could be longer. Like it doesn't you don't like you don't know how long that could take so that's kind of fucked up and like I forgot what my second point was <laughs> um but it was just really frustrating to be told that my pain wasn't worthy of being talked about more and checked out more and I ended up getting the surgery because it was like hmm should I do this where I put myself in consistent pain for months to years on end or should I just go ahead and get a surgery where I where it's like pain for two weeks max mm-hmm. so I got the fucking surgery and best thing I ever did uh so if you're having any issues like that like I was I definitely recommend talking to a doctor about it and if your doctor is gonna bullshit around and tell you and minimize your pain then find a new fucking doctor because Mm -hmm. your doctor should never ever make you feel stupid and should never like make you feel like what you're experiencing isn't worthy or valuable or important because it like basically what she said to me was basically equivalent of take a hot bath and you drink a glass of red wine Mm -hmm. like it's not worthy enough to consider like doing actually doing something about it and it's just like there are a lot of things that I'm glad I didn't do until I was until after that surgery because I could have been like fucking scarred for life if I, for example, had sex before that surgery. Mm-hmm. I probably would still be like I'm never having sex again because that would like sure would have I probably wouldn't have needed to get the surgery then, but I also would have been like guess who is a celibate now? Mm-hmm. Me. Yeah, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have been 
a positive experience. No. No, no, no. Alright. So break the stigma. Break your hymen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um I, it's this stuff is important and it's like bodies. Like it's just bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's just nature. Everyone's yeah. done it. Every person with a vagina and a vulva and a uterus has done it for literally the beginning of the human race. Everyone poops and a lot of people mm-hmm. bleed from their downstairs region. Mm-hmm. From their nether regions. Like it shouldn't be as stigmatized as it is because it creates such a huge culture of shame and also it prevent like having to fight against the stigma of having a period prevents us from fighting against the lack of research around periods mm-hmm. like it prevents we're so focused on being embarrassed that we're bleeding to say hang on a second me having my period means that this person is getting a better education than me because they're not like I'm not able to focus in class because I'm focusing on clenching my muscle my muscles until this cramp goes away or this so like it just prevents us from focusing on what's important which is growth mm-hmm. yeah this makes life just so much more difficult than it needs to be mm-hmm. yeah and like one thing that I'm so I like I said I got the, the hormonal IUD a few months ago and it was a rocky first three months but we in a better place now um, for the short rundown basically I was having a light period and then um, spotting in between for three months straight so basically I was bleeding for three months straight which is never fun but that has stopped mm-hmm. and I also have not gotten cramps in a while oh, so nice. like my I, I'm pretty happy with what with the birth control I'm on right now with that which is like why it's so important to know the different options and to have honest conversations with your healthcare provider about what your options are because like there are a lot of different options and not all of them are like right for you also it's important to find a healthcare provider that's willing to work with you and mm-hmm. experiment with what does work with you and what doesn't because mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of healthcare providers that are like, nope, this is the one way I know how to do it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So having a someone who has similar beliefs to you is really helpful because, like, if I continue, if I had continued to see my mom's gynecologist and hadn't decided to go to to find my own gynecologist, aka Planned Parenthood, then I probably would still be messing around with a bunch of different pills trying to figure out which one was right for me because he would refuse to use an IUD or maybe mm-hmm. I would have been using like Nexplanon or, or the or other shit which like ne- isn't bad necessarily because there might be a birth control pill that's right for me but it's also like you shouldn't see someone who won't give you something that's important or even information on a, something like on healthcare, they their religious beliefs get in the way. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry, you, I'm sorry you believe in God, but what the fuck does that have to do with me not wanting to get pregnant? Or just trying to not be in pain all the time or regulate mm-hmm. my period. And mm-hmm. Sometimes it helps with acne. Like, sometimes like, people mm-hmm. take it for a multitude of reasons. Birth control isn't just one 
a one purpose medication. Yeah. It's, it's not a one trick pony. No, it does so much because it's mm-hmm. one of the only things. Also, we never talk about the as a society the risks that women take to be on birth control. Yeah. Like, the amount of damage that birth control can do to your body and your mental health is absolutely insane. They'll hurt blood clots? My mom had a heart attack at 22 because of her birth control. Because she got a blood clot in her heart, it literally killed her for a minute. And she was resuscitated. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had to take multiple tests before I started birth control to make sure that that wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. He, remember when um, one of the COVID-19 vaccines was almost recalled because it, because six people got blood clots? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, let me look at the statistics of. Because, like, I also have, like, heart disease in my family, so, like, blood clots is not far out of the picture. I just spelled birth control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, women taking birth control pills made of dropspironine. D-R-O-S-P-D-R-O-S-P-I-R-E-N-O-N-E are 74% more likely to get a blood clot for those who take other pills. So let's see, what is the... The rate for getting clots is about 0.3% to 1% over 10 years for women on the pill. You're much more likely to have blood clots during or after pregnancy. Oh, fun! Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Studies show that, let's see, the, these combination oral contraceptives, also known as a pill, these birth control pills have both estrogen and progesterone and pro, progestin. Many forms of the pill are available, and they may have different amounts of each hormone. Studies show that this type of birth control raises your odds of getting blood clots. The chances of clots is two to six times greater among the women who take the pill versus women who don't use birth control. Yes. There's not a lot of research that's going into this into how to make it safer as well as like I feel like birth control for men would be a lot more productive Stop but at the men source. won't yeah but men won't take those risks or put themselves at those risks yeah you know how easy it would be okay this is purely for people who take birth control to prevent pregnancy it is so much easier to get a reversible vasectomy mm-hmm. than to on birth control also i'm gonna bring the conversation back to that one point that or not bring it back but bring the conversation to that point where a man can get a woman pregnant multiple times a day but a woman can only get pregnant 12 times a year yeah and a man can get multiple women pregnant but only one woman can be pregnant but only one but you can only be pregnant once hang on Um, your mom could disprove that I did not say that correctly. I did not say that correctly. Hang on, hang on. So, what I mean to say is, you can only get pregnant once per year. Mm -hmm. But a man can get... But a man can get multiple women pregnant in the same year. Even in the same day, if they're really trying. Yeah, seriously. So I don't know. Like to <laughs> you me. can only get pregnant once. <laughs> you get one. You get one. You get wife. one shot. <laughs> you get one. One wife, yeah. not two. Yeah. Yeah, both women. You get one wife. Um, that is from New, New Girl. For those who aren't uncultured. Um, yeah. Oh God, just this this topic makes me so angry. I could like 
scream cry to this i hate being i hate being alive sometimes i hate having a period and i hate having a uterus you know i honestly nannying has ruined my life because now i'm like maybe i do want kids sometime and so now i'm because like if you'd asked me in may or april ashley would you get your tubes tied in this heartbeat i would say don't even to think twice about it cut me up baby and I'm like, well, maybe I do. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a hard thing to think about. Dumb kids make me want them someday. That's been our discussion on periods and birth control. Yeah. Uh, if we get statistics wrong or you have more information... Um, if you have your own stories, if you have your own breaking the stigma stuff, then please feel free to hit us up. Um, we just because we have periods does not mean that we are all completely knowledgeable and everything. So if we did say something wrong, then like we definitely want to know because we don't want to be spouting incorrect information yeah, and we'll, we'll correct it. Yeah, we'll correct it in our next pod or like when it's been called out whatever because we don't want to be giving like wrong shit because we don't want to be telling saying the wrong thing Mm -hmm. um but yeah if you have if you have a funny first like period story that like let us know if you if you You have also got your period your first period on christmas let me know (laughs) um if you got yours at school let me know um yeah just like it's all of we all need to take a part in breaking the stigma regardless of if we have uteruses or not um because it's it's literally just a body and it's no one should feel ashamed for having a body um no one should feel ashamed for having for anything that they cannot control and it's like it's so mentally damaging to hate a part of yourself forever for a really long time for something that you literally cannot fucking change like no matter how much I hated having a period, I couldn't do anything about it. And it's better to accept it and than to like despise yourself every time you have to you have to deal with your period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting out my soapbox now. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. You can email us at asperpetually at gmail dot com. You can follow us at, on Twitter at asperpetually. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at. Ashley E. Owens. It is? Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at xcarlottax. You can follow us on Instagram at uh, perpetually dot underscore dot single. You can follow Ashley on Instagram at Ashley Medeiros. I know that one. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Carly Free with three E's. You can follow our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and many others. Woo-hoo. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This has been Perpetually Perpetually single. single.